It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. I hope that you're having a great day and enjoying the Lord and His peace and comfort uh, in your life. We are live in studio. Our number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. The purpose of Calvary Live is for you to be able to call in with questions that are on your heart and mind. Maybe it's a, a question about a verse in the Bible or a question about God or also something that you're going through in your life. Uh, we'll get into God's Word together. We'll pray together. So thanks again for joining me. We want to welcome our listeners on the East Coast, also all of our listeners here in Colorado and those that may be listening on the web as well. So the number is 303-690-3000. All of our lines are open, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. A verse that I've been meditating upon this week is out of 1 Peter chapter 3, and it really calls us to gracious living, uh, to know that God has given us grace, that he's given us unearned, undeserved, unmerited favor, but then to extend this grace to others. And I find that difficult to do, to extend the grace that I have uh, received. We think of the gospel, and the gospel is because Jesus died for me and rose again, then God can be in relationship with me based on my faith in Christ. And so for me to take the gospel that I enjoy and be able to apply that uh, to others. So the verse is 1 Peter 3. Verse 8, it says, Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another, love as brothers, be tender hearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you are called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. So, God is calling us to stop this vicious cycle of returning evil for evil, but to be kind, to be courteous, and to actually offer blessing when someone is being evil towards us. And in doing that, the God promises that we'll inherit uh, a blessing. It's a whole different way of living. It's gracious living. Uh, take this truth and apply it in your marriage, in your relationship with kids, coworkers, in your neighborhood. Even as you're driving right now, maybe you're on the freeway and, and uh, someone is committing evil in the way that they're driving, just respond in grace. So I hope you're encouraged with 1 Peter 3, 8 and 9 and gracious living. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary. The number here is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, if you would like to send a text, maybe you're there with your phone or your iPad or your tablet, and you have got a question, you can send it via text or a prayer request, 720-336-0897. All of our lines are open. So if you have a question or you have a prayer request, something you've been wondering about God's Word or something that you're going through uh, in your life, love being able to talk about real things together. 
If you could be in prayer for us as a church family, uh, Rocky Mountain Calvary, uh, we are starting our uh, first campus. Uh, It's going to be in Ellicott, which is about 30 minutes east uh, from where we're at here in the central part of Colorado Springs. And God opened up an opportunity uh, for us, uh, has provided a church building there at a great, great uh, price and has opened up the door. A leadership team and a campus uh, pastor has been uh, raised up. So if you live on the eastern part of Colorado Springs or out in Ellicott, Peyton, Callahan area, the first Sunday is going to be this Sunday at 930 as the service um, at 2150 North Ellicott uh, Highway. We'd love to have you join us, but even more so, uh, we will cover your prayers as that's a venture of faith for us and a community that we believe needs God's love and, and his touch. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. I hope that you're having a, a good day as you're driving down the freeway or maybe you're home uh, for the evening or still at work. If you've got a question about the word or something that's going on in your life, that's why we're here. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. I know marriages are hurting, and if you are going through difficulty in your marriage, know that God sees, that he hears, and if you'd like prayer, I would love to pray with you. You can pick up the phone, 303-690-3000. Also know that uh, maybe you've lost a loved one or you have a loved one in in the hospital right now and the future seems uncertain uh, and it's caused question in your heart and mind or prayer, feel free to pick up the phone, 303-690-3000. I know it's difficult to be single. Maybe you find yourself uh, in singleness and struggling. Would love to pray with you. Wherever you're at, whatever's going on in your life, I would love to try to answer any questions that you have and pray uh, with you. 303-690-3000. Let's go to line one to Katie and Greeley. Katie, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good, good. Happy Friday, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, earlier in the week, there was a conversation regarding salvation, and um, I don't remember which pastor was on that night, but um, the topic came up, and then the, the reference was made to when Jesus told the workers of the Nicaragua to depart from him because he had never known them. You know okay. what, what I'm talking about? Yeah. So I guess my question would be, it, it struck a chord with me. I mean, that's really horrifying. Uh, right. If you think you've been saved and you've not been saved... Mm-hmm. So h- how do you know? I, I mean, obviously, we pray and we commune with Jesus and, and all, but how do we know if we'll be turned away? Yeah, that's that's a good question. And Romans uh, 10, 9, and 8 uh, tells us, uh, or excuse me, Romans 10, 9, and 10, uh, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then it goes on into verse 13, For whoever who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
So we can know that we're saved by trusting in the death and resurrection of Christ, of believing that he died for our sins and rose again, and inviting Jesus to be the Lord of our life and uh, inviting him to take uh, control uh, of our life. And by our faith in Jesus, then the scripture says, as we call out in him in faith, uh, we'll, we'll be saved. And the wonderful thing about this is when we trust Christ for salvation, we become the children of God. And so God does know us. Uh, and so that that passage of of Jesus saying I never knew you uh, wouldn't wouldn't apply to us, uh, and so we can go to the Word and go a person is saved no doubt by a, a heart a conviction a heart faith that Jesus died for their sins and rose again and inviting Him to be the Lord of their life and then based on the promise of God's Word we can know we have everlasting life. Is, is that helpful? Well, it is. It, yes, I've understood both of those things, but but I guess the uh, the way the conversation went, it was just really it it made me cause well gave me cause to pause because I thought well you know I I believe that Jesus died for our sins and was and was raised again and and I have faith in Him, and I believe that I trust Him. I ask Him for guidance, and I believe He does direct my path. But obviously in that scripture, when whoever it was that approached Him, they obviously believed that they um, had believed in Him as well, and they didn't. You know, the interesting thing... So when you get to the heart faith, which, you know, the scripture also says the heart is you know, above all things deceiving, and I think, boy, you know, um, <laughs> I, I yeah. understand what you're saying, and if that is just the black and white of it, then I understand and I'm good with that, but I just, it just was kind of a, it was an underlying concern that maybe I'm not where I think I am, which is you know, terrifying in- to me. Yeah. You know, it's interesting in the passage you're referring to in Matthew chapter 25 is that they were trusting in their own works. Uh, it says, uh, "For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and, and you, you took me in. And then uh, it goes on to say uh, that depart from me, uh, for I never knew you. Um, and it seems like to me the ones that Jesus is addressing as they were trusting in their own works instead of their uh, trusting in Christ, and um, oh. you know, you know, and and that's a slippery slope. You know, there's a lot of moral people uh, that are trusting in their own work instead of the, the work of Christ. And you know, what, Katie, I'd be encouraged and and really take uh, God's word at face value. You know, the, Jesus says that if you believe in your heart. That, that he died and rose again and that he's Lord, you, you'll be saved. And and Satan loves to use the word to condemn us as well. You know, he knows yes, the word as well, you know. And um, so there there is that warning in that passage, but I think it's really addressed to somebody who who's doing good works apart from trusting Christ for salvation, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. Well, that, that Can, helps a lot. That's... <laughs> That's a Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you, Katie? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Okay. Father, thanks for Katie. Thanks for her sensitive heart uh, for you, God, and wanting to to make sure that uh, she she knows you and that she's saved. And we do thank you for 
your word and, and the, the simplicity when it comes to this promise of salvation. If if we'll believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that, that you're Lord, that you died for our sins and rose again, uh, that we'll be saved, uh, surrendering to you, God. And so I just pray that you would confirm that in her heart and just protect her from the enemy who loves to, to use the word against us as well. And uh, we thank you that we are saved by what you have done for us on the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Pastor. Thank you so very much. You bet. God bless you. Thanks for calling. You too, honey. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Great question there from Katie. Good things to think about and pray about. The number here is 303-690-3000. We are live in studio. We have our phone lines open, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. So far, we've had no uh, text questions or text prayer requests, so you could be the first, 720-336-0897. Also, if you'd like to give me a call, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. If you live in Colorado Springs, uh, here in the southern Colorado, we'd like to invite you to our services Saturday night at 6 and then Sunday morning at 9 and 11, right off of Academy Boulevard, Academy and Austin Bluffs. Also, if you would like to join us on our live stream, you can go to our website, rmcalvary.org and get to the live stream uh, there as well. So the number to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Been encouraged by the life of Daniel. Right now we're going through the book of Daniel on the weekends at our church And we're going to be looking at Daniel 9 this weekend, and we really see the prayer life of Daniel. Uh, He knew the promises of God, and he prayed the promises uh, of God. And he comes to the Lord in brokenness and confession over what was happening in the nation of Israel, and God, God responds. And as you read the Word, and I read the Word, it's so important that we apply God's uh, promises to our lives and to our situation and to pray his promises. For for example, uh, we know all things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. And, and for us to, to be able to say, I know that that's a promise of God, but now I'm applying it to my life and I'm beginning to pray that promise and plead before the Lord, Lord, would you take what has been meant for evil and turn it together for for good? So I want to encourage you, if you're going through a difficult time, the Lord hears your prayers uh, to plead before him, to be desperate uh, before him. Blind Bartimaeus, as he was begging uh, outside of Jericho, heard that Jesus, the Son of God, was walking on the road, and he cried out, Son of David, have mercy on me. He wouldn't, wouldn't be silenced, and so be encouraged by that. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000, or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Valletta on line two. Valletta, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing good. I, have a question. I, I just wanted to know about the Bible on John. Um, I was just wondering what what does it mean the the um, on chapter sixteen where it talks about the work of the Holy Spirit. 
yeah, that's a great uh, section of scripture. Uh, Jesus, it's right before he was crucified uh, during uh, the Last Supper. He's talking with uh, the disciples. And there in John 16, he tells us in verse uh, 13, uh, However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he'll guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and will tell you things to come. And so the role of the Holy Spirit is to lead us and guide us in truth to reveal Jesus Christ to us. Also in this section, chapters 14, 15, and 16, uh, the Spirit is called our helper, the one who comes alongside and helps. And so the role of the Spirit in our lives is to come and help us and to lead us and guide us uh, into truth. So... Is that helpful? Are you still there? Yes, I'm, I'm still here. I, okay. It's just that, um, so it, it just talks about the, the judgment and something like that. You know, is there a, a verse in particular you're, you're, you have in mind there in John 16? No, 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 no. It's just, I just, uh, like, like if I read it or whatever, or like, like now I am going to, I, uh, now I am going to him who sent me yet none, you, I don't understand, I can't really say it really good with the, with the words, but, um, can you, can you, can you phrase that again for me? Yeah, you bet. Uh, so in this section, the Holy Spirit's called our helper uh, in, in 16 verse 7. Uh, and then okay. in 16 verse 13, uh, it's told us that he will guide us into all truth. So in oh, okay. this the very, very simplest form of, of John 16, Jesus is saying the Spirit's going to help you and the Spirit's going to specifically lead you and guide you and teach you in, in truth. Uh, and so that's the role of the Holy Spirit is to help us and to teach us truth. Okay. Um, and then there's another one that, uh, who was Jezebel? Yeah, Jezebel was one of uh, the wives of a king, King Ahab, in uh-huh. the Old Testament. And she was a very wicked uh, queen, and she uh, killed the prophets of God and tried to kill uh, Elijah. And so that's that's who Jezebel is. So does, they, so does, it, does it say anything about, um, so did God, what did the Lord do? I mean... Well, ultimately, yeah. Like, ultimately, she, she she did experience judgment. Ultimately, she she did die, and and her death was was prophesied, um, and and actually, uh, her death was pretty uh, horrific there in the account of the Old Testament. And actually, when she she fell in her death, and then the dogs uh, licked up her blood, and that was prophesied. So. Uh, God did uh, judge her for her wickedness and coming against his messengers, the prophets. So, yeah. Well, Valetta, thank you for calling me. I appreciate it. 
You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much uh, for joining me today. Thank you for listening and being part of today's program. Maybe you've got a question about the Word or things that are going on in your life. Uh, please give me a call, 303-690-3000-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. I've got a prayer request that has come in. It says, For the Lord to manifest his presence in my home and bind all of the spirits of marijuana, uh, smoking cigarettes, and any kind of drugs that my brother, my nephew, or my son are partaking in. So let's pray for you and pray for your home. Father, we thank you for the fact that you hear our request, and Lord, there's, uh, there's this prayer for their home. We do pray that your presence would be manifest and that you'd bind the work of the enemy and anything that the uh, the enemy is doing, God, to, to bring distraction and division and discouragement and depression. And specifically uh, in this area with drugs, as her brother and nephew have been coming in and, and doing drugs in the home. Lord, I just pray that this home would be devoted to you, to, to love you, to serve you, and to follow hard after you. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. We've got some text questions that are coming in and prayer requests. So thanks for sending those in, 720-336-0897. Also, you can call at 303-690-3000. Another text uh, that has come in. I've been struggling with the assurance of salvation. Do you believe that someone can lose their salvation? I've been struggling with this ever since I heard a pastor preach that after salvation, you have to persevere in order to uh, remain saved. Um, and so for me personally, I don't think that you can lose your salvation once you're truly born again. Um, and when uh, you are, are born again, how do you become unborn again? And also we're told by Jesus that we're in his hand, in the hand of the Father, and no one can pluck us out and no one can separate us from uh, the love of God. Um, sometimes I think people can get to a place where they confess Jesus with their mouth but never believed in their heart. And so I think it's very important to, to know that we've trusted and surrendered our heart and life uh, to Christ. And um, it is important also to continue to believe in Christ, you know, to, to trust and know that, yeah, 15 years ago I received Christ as my Savior, but today also I believe that he's God, that he died for my sin and rose again. So let me pray for you. Father, I just lift up uh, this person that is sent in the text, and God, I pray that you would assure them of their salvation. And Lord, we know that our salvation is not based on our works, but it's based upon trusting in you, Jesus, and your death and, and resurrection. Lord, we thank you for your promise that nothing can separate us from your love. So God, would, would you bless them and encourage them. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go to our phone lines. Let's go to line one to Mike in Fort Collins. Mike, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you. Uh, so I just had a quick question. Um, I've heard that the uh, Reformers wanted to get back to a pristine and ancient version of Christianity. And come to find out there's some writings from the early Christians, and so I've kind of dabbled in them, and i got to say they... I mean, I'll just come out with it. They don't sound Protestant. They they kind of sound Catholic. I just wanted your take on some of that. Yeah. Is, is there some specific that you've been reading? Um, uh, St. Ignatius, 
um, St. Polycarp. Uh, these are guys that claimed to have known the apostles. Uh, Ignatius mm-hmm. was ador- uh, ordained by Peter. Uh, Polycarp went around with John the Evangelist. Um, you know, you know, like I say, I haven't read a ton of it, but yeah. what I've read is uh, got some questions going for me. Yeah, you know, I haven't personally read their writings, so it's it's a little difficult for me to give you a lot of help on it. Um, on a on a big picture, I think anytime uh, any human is writing, even if they're early church fathers, we always want to take it back to the person and work of Jesus, uh, what we see in the book of Acts, and then what we also see written in the epistles. Uh, because we do know from the New Testament account that it didn't take the church long to start to deviate and need correction. And a lot of the epistles are devoted to uh, uh, correction. And so I'm always one that's a proponent of reading. I think as believers, we always should be reading and learning and and the Word of God holds up. And just as we read those things, to to run it through uh, the filter of, of Scripture. Right. When I do that, though, I mean, Jesus promised that the gates of hell wouldn't prevail, and it just is concerning to think that that promise didn't hold up even for one generation. These are, the, I guess, the disciples of the apostles. Right. You know, when we think of the gates of hell not prevailing, you know, it isn't a, a victory of Satan if the, the church stumbles or the church falls, uh, but if if the church is no longer in existence, you know, and the, the church has far been far from perfect, but even in the midst of the church's failures and compromises, uh, God has, has been faithful uh, through throughout the ages. Um, and so I think that uh, you know, that promise that the gates of hell will not prevail against us have still been fulfilled, even though there, there's been compromise amongst uh, the church along the way, and, and even currently, unfortunately. Okay, well, and then you read Paul in his letter to the Corinthians, and he's talking about correction, um, mm-hmm. but he doesn't mention splitting. He mentions rooting it out and fixing it. I guess that's, that's another point. Yeah. Yeah, you we don't see like a a split from from Paul's writings. You know, we we see him as you're saying, you know, dealing with it, correcting it and Yeah, I'm sorry Mike, I feel like I can't be much help for you here. I just haven't personally sat down and and read uh those writings that you're referring to. Okay, well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. God bless you Mike. Thanks for calling. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. Uh, prayer request that has come in, I would appreciate prayer for my father. Many memories of my family have struggled with alcoholism, and he recently has started to drink, uh, to drunkenness. I'd like to talk with him and show him that the Lord delights in him. So, yeah, I definitely would want to lift this up to the Lord in prayer. So thank you, Isaac, for sending in this this prayer request. Father, we lift up Isaac to you and, Lord, his father. And, and Lord, as uh, his father's struggling uh, with alcoholism and drinking to the point of drunkenness, Lord, we know alcohol can bring us into such great bondage. And I pray that you would give Isaac wisdom of how to approach him and how to be able to point him to Jesus and you, Jesus, being uh, the living water. 
We pray for his dad, Lord, that you would just work in his life and, and cause him to look to you, that you would fill that void instead of uh, alcohol filling the void. And so, Lord, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for sending in that text question. And let's uh, continue with our phone lines. It looks like actually we've got just a couple minutes left, so I'm going to stay over with some texts that have come in. Thank you guys for sending these texts in. Recently divorced, I'm only existing. I'm not a social person, so that doesn't help. My pain is so grand that it's getting uh, difficult to want to talk to God. Uh, please pray for me. And so, Lord, we just uh, lift up this individual who's at this place of just recently going through a divorce, God. And we know in your word that you're the God of all comfort that you heal the brokenhearted, that you, Jesus, are the good shepherd. And I pray that you would lead them to green pastures, that you would restore them, Lord, that you would do the work that only you can do. And, and as they're finding it difficult to talk to God, Lord, that you would minister to them, that you'd break down those walls um, that are there and pray for restoration, Lord, that you would rebuild their lives, that, that this wouldn't be the ending point, God, but you you would bring a beautiful work of redemption. And we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You're listening to Calvary Live. We're headed to a break, so please uh, stay with me and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Uh, the number to call is 303-690-3000 or send a text at 720 you know, as I was just praying during the break, I just sensed uh, the Lord to uh, urge you to feel free to be honest. You know, I think a lot of times um, as Christians, we feel ashamed for the struggles that we have. And, you know, on a show like this, uh, to, to call in and to just be able to open up your heart and say, hey, this this is where I'm at. This is the difficulty that, that's happening right now in my life. And I just want to give you an, an open invitation. If you find yourself struggling or with sin or discouraged or in, in despair, uh, you're listening to the right program and God loves you. And I would love to be able to have the opportunity just to talk with you and to pray with you. Uh, so the number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Dave in Castle Rock. Dave, welcome to the program. Hi, hey, Pastor Eric. How are you today? Good. How you doing? Doing well. I was calling with a question about the proper interpretation of the parable of the leaven found in Matthew chapter 13. I was uh, recently reading about it, uh, along with a podcast from my own church, and the commentary in my Bible was quite a bit different than what the interpretation my teaching pastor gave. So I wanted to find out uh, a little bit more about why there's some differing opinions on that. Yeah, you bet. Um, let me go ahead and read that. It's uh, Matthew uh, 13, um, 33. 
And uh, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till it was leavened. Uh, so there's two primary views or interpretations of this parable. Uh, one is that the leaven uh, is bad and points to false teaching um, and sin, and that it just takes a, a little bit of leaven to, to permeate uh, the, the whole loaf. And, and God is warning us, Jesus is warning us against uh, false teaching and sin and compromise. The other is almost the exact opposite, uh, you know, in saying that uh, the kingdom of God starts small and expands. Uh, so leaven's small and impacts the whole loaf, and, and the kingdom of God uh, starts small and, and then impacts in a in a great uh, way. Um, and so, one of the things to try to help uh, in, interpret this is is to look at how leaven's used throughout the the Bible, um, and it's always used in a negative context. Uh, we find later on uh, in Paul's teaching in First Corinthians five, and also in Galatians five. Um, that there's a, a warning of leaven, that, that it is pointing to uh, fal false teaching. Um, but I think both interpretations of the parable don't lead to a false doctrine, if that makes sense. Um, so what kind of view have you heard about this parable, and, and what are your thoughts? Well, the commentary that's listed in my study Bible talks about the leaven being, in this case, exceptionally good. Uh, with exception to all the other instances in both the Old and New Testament where it's typically a bad thing. They're saying that right. with exception in this parable, Jesus is referring to leaven as a good thing, as it's Christianity and the truth of the gospel, which will eventually permeate everything. But right. I was given some pretty strong biblical evidences in the teaching that I heard uh, referencing the use of um, the first mention of the three measures in Genesis 18 and taking a look at leaven in the negative context. And my right. pastor's pretty big on the rule of first mention, saying that typically yeah. the rule of first mention, when you see leaven referred to the very first time in the Bible, it's a negative thing, and it's negative throughout. So there's probably not an exception for that in this case. And yeah. so we ought to be discerning and we ought to be wary of those who would come and try and permeate the good unleavened bread that right. represents the body of Christ yeah. with the, the spoiling and the leaven that would otherwise sour the body. Yeah. So as I've taught through this passage, that's the position I've held as well. Um, you know, that Jesus was really familiar with the Old Testament and oftentimes used the Old Testament in his teaching. So it seems a little bit to not fit if he were to all of a sudden take leaven and use it in a positive context. So, so I definitely lean towards that view that this parable is more of a warning. Right, and I also so. think that if there was an exception to the leaven being good, Jesus being the teacher would have prefaced the parable or gone on later to explain it, or uh, in his omniscience being Jesus would have told a different parable altogether. Right, right, yep. It's a, it's a good question, and I, I think good to, to think through those, those parables and and begin to look for application and interpretation. All right. Well, I sure do appreciate 
your time and your help on this, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, asking any other questions that might come to mind in the future. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for calling, Dave. Have a good night. Yeah. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. The number to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Jason and Cheyenne. Jason, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Hey, I was... Uh... Well, for, I've been reading my Bible lately, and the, the Spirit has really been leading me and, and giving me wisdom. I believe that, you know, giving me insight to, to understand, because uh, for a lot of years mm. I would read and I wouldn't get anything out of it. So mm. praise the Lord that's for awesome. that. Yeah, that's cool. But I, I was sharing with uh, the, the man that answered the phone in regards to where Jesus is speaking, and I believe it's in two or three of the Gospels, about the... Uh, uh, two men will be in the field, one will be taken, and the other one will be left. Uh, two women will be grinding, one will be taken, and the other will be left. Uh, I was talking to a, a friend of mine just the other night, and she was referring to the uh, the idea of the rapture from those verses. Uh-huh. And I don't know where you are with that, but my question that I, that I have, what I, my confusion is, is... Do you want to be taken or do you want to be left behind? And and the reason that I ask is because I know that years ago there was a uh, movie. I, it was like the Left Behind series. It was a fictional right. film. Yep. Where I think yeah, it's I remember that. Become, become like a religion to people where they say you don't want to be left behind. But when Jesus is referring to that story, uh, he, he refers to as of the days of Noah so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. And then he goes uh-huh. in saying, one will be taken and one will be left. And when the disciples ask, you know, where were those that were taken, he refers that the flood came and took all the other people away, and they were destroyed by the flood. And the only one that was left behind was the ones that were left alive. Yeah, that's an interesting That's an interesting take uh, on, that, on that section of Scripture. You know, I'm... You know, when I think overall the discussion, the bigger discussion is, you know, when is the timing of the rapture? Is the rapture going to take place uh, prior to uh, the tribulation, in the middle of the tribulation, or the end of the tribulation? But what we do know for sure about the rapture is that it's a good thing, you know, and that comes out of First Thessalonians chapter four, that there will be a point where Jesus calls up the church to be taken up to be with him in the clouds and to forever be with the Lord. So in the sense of, do you want to be part of the rapture? The answer is yes, because you're going to forever be with the Lord. So is that, is that being, you know, when Jesus teaches it, he's, he's saying the ones that were left behind were the ones that were alive, and the ones that were taken were the ones that were killed. And I was reading in, in Revelation chapter 13 that there is a storm coming, and, and this friend that I was talking to thought that we would be raptured before that storm comes. But again, when he refers back to as in the days of Noah, it seems like God saved Noah through the storm, not from the storm. Yeah, does it seems to me—yeah, it does. You know, it seems to me that— 
you know, when Jesus says, as in the days of Noah, what he's saying is that the spiritual climate is going to be similar to the days of Noah. There, there's going to be great wickedness, just like when the flood, uh, when the flood came. Um, you know, the passage that comes to mind that I'm thinking of is that First Thessalonians 4, where Jesus is saying uh, about the rapture, uh, and he says, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. This is First Thessalonians 4.16, with the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with the Lord in the clouds to meet him in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. So we can be dogmatic that the rapture is going to be a good thing that you definitely want to be a part of um, and and because you're going to forever be with the Lord. Right, so. and, and, and that verse in Thessalonians, I think, is where it speaks about the, uh, the elements, like the sun and the things around melting away with fervent heat, I think is the reference that it says there. So will the earth be will will the elements of the earth and, and of the of the sky be melted away at that point? Like I I was thinking that that might refer to the to the second coming, like to the end of time, to the end of this period of Earth's history. Yeah, from my best understanding, um, you know, Peter writes of everything uh, being melted away uh, in in fervent heat. And that will be at the end, end, end of all times. Uh, you know that there is the second coming of, of Christ, where He then rules and reigns for for a thousand years. Uh, then heaven and earth passes away. Then there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. Uh, so I think everything being melted with fervent heat seems to me to be after that thousand year reign of Christ. Well, an eternal reign of Christ as well, right? Yeah, like, uh, so you've got because we, Christ. What a day that'll yeah. be when we get to see him. Yeah, create the new heaven and the new earth, right? Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yep. Uh, well, thank you. It's a great, great discussion. Good things to think about and pray about. So, thanks for calling, Jason. Thank you, Pastor. I'll keep praying for you guys, and uh, thanks yeah. for your prayers and and what you're doing. Uh, you're welcome. God bless you. So encouraging, especially in the days that we live in, to think of the rapture of the church and the second coming of Christ and Christ ruling and reigning. And that's truly what we look forward to. So you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. Or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line three to Michael in Maryland. Michael, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing? Good, good. I just had a, um, a, a quick, quick question. Um, it, it's about uh, drinking. Um, it, it says you shouldn't be a drunkard. I was just wondering, when does that become a problem? Like, how much is, is too much? Is it okay once in a while, or should you just never touch it? Yeah. So the Scripture kind of tells us in Ephesians uh, chapter 5, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled uh, with the Holy Spirit. Um, so it's a good question. What is that point of, of, of drunkenness? And I think it's that point where all of a sudden you start to lose the ability to sense the leading of the Holy Spirit. You know, God's saying he wants his Holy Spirit to be in control of us, not alcohol. And if we 
uh, drink to a point where our our senses are numbed that we can't be open to the leading of the spirit. We, we've crossed that line uh, to to be drunk. Um, and then the other issue. Uh, that God gives us in the New Testament with alcohol is not causing another brother or sister in Christ to stumble. Maybe alcohol has really stumbled them in their lives, uh, and we wouldn't want to drink uh, to uh, cause them to to stumble or, or you know drink in front of them and cause them to stumble. So those are the two issues: drunkenness, uh, and then uh, causing a, a believer to stumble. And then to kind of answer your question, I think each believer has to answer before the Lord. Um, you know, does God just want me to not touch alcohol at all? Um, you know, or does God, uh, do I have a peace about drinking in moderation without getting drunk and causing another believer uh, to stumble? And I think that that's a question that each believer has to uh, uh, wrestle with the Lord and come to their own conclusion. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. God bless you, Michael. Thanks for calling. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number is 303-690-3000, or you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Alex. Alex, welcome to the program. Yes, uh, thank you so much, Pastor. You bet. Yeah, um, my, my name is Alex, and I'm calling to actually ask a question about... Uh, because you know, um, sometimes if you if you are if you like commit a sin, I want to know that any time do you does the Lord forgive you every time you commit a sin, or does the Holy Spirit get off you, or you uh, you the Holy Spirit doesn't you know um, come on you if you're always committing sin, you know, even if you repent. Yeah, help me understand your question a little bit more. Um, you know, are you that last part? Like, if you if you commit sin, that the Holy Spirit's not going to come upon you. Just maybe explain your question to me one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, we are, let me say, in case you're you you're, you're committing a sin and with something that you don't really like, you know, like you know, um, uh-huh. and uh, so does the Holy Spirit. Uh, and the Holy Spirit is convicting you not to do that thing again. But does the Holy Spirit uh, sometimes leaves you, or He's always with you and He's going to be with you anytime you commit a sin? Yeah, I think that um, as believers, the Holy Spirit does always stay with us uh, even when we sin, um, because the Bible tells us that we grieve the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit doesn't leave us. Um, and I think a place in Scripture. That really gives us a good uh, example of this is in 1 Corinthians when Jesus is warning us or or Paul is warning us uh, about sexual immorality. Um, He says, flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, uh, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are, which are God's. And so the idea of the, the text here is don't commit sexual sin because the Spirit of God uh, lives inside of you and, and you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And as believers, when we engage in sin, uh, we are we are taking the Holy Spirit into that uh, activity with us. You know, Christ doesn't leave us uh, when we're 
in sin, uh, he he's joined uh, to to that. And, and in verse 16 of the same chapter, it says, Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? Uh, for the two, he says, shall become flum, one flesh, but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Uh, and so, yeah, I think in answer to your question, the, the Holy Spirit does stay with us when we sin and is grieved but doesn't depart from us. Oh, really? Uh, thank you so much, Pastor. I wanted to know that. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for calling, Alex. Yes, thank you. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000, or you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Tammy in Colorado Springs. Tammy, welcome to the program. Thank you, and hi, hi Pastor Eric. Uh, I just want to say thank you for your ministry, and I've uh, been blessed at your church and um, on your radio ministry, actually. Well, but thanks, I have a Tammy. question I appreciate today, it. and I was wondering mm-hmm. what um, the Bible says about cremation. Is it a sin to be cremated, or kind yeah, of been struggling with that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we don't see the Bible uh, addressing it, and so uh, with that, I think that there is a freedom to be cremated. There's no place in Scripture that says uh, that you can't be cremated. And the way that I've always thought about it is it it does result in the same process that happens when you're buried in the ground. Uh, you mm. know, when you're when you're buried in the ground, you you decompose. Uh, when you're cremated, your body uh, decomposes. And then in First Corinthians 15, it tells us uh, that Christ is gonna in the future resurrect this body to give us a glorified body. And it's not uh, more difficult uh, for the Lord to resurrect us, whether we've been cremated or whether we've been when we've been buried. And so I think it's really personal conviction and preference of just what a a person and their families uh, feels good about uh, when it comes to burial. Okay, well, that does definitely answer my question. I'm just not a real wealthy person, and it's real expensive to die these days. So I was yeah, really is for the future. (laughs) So yeah. That's but, uh, what I always tell my wife to go with the most affordable <laughs> route. So, yep. Well, thank you so very much, and I will see you at church. Sounds good. Thanks, Tammy. God bless you. Right. God bless you too. Bye bye. Bye. Great, great question there. It's actually a question that I get quite a bit. It's just about cremation, um, and I think it really is based on your own conviction, and, and uh, you definitely have freedom in the Lord if that's the direction you'd you'd like to go uh, with with that. So, I've gotten a lot of uh, texts that have come in, so I'd like to take a look at a, a few of these and lift these up in prayer. I have a prayer request for my marriage right now. My marriage is being attacked and now believing that God will restore and keep my marriage strong and make it even stronger than it was before. My name is Hector, so I'd like to pray for Hector. Father, I thank you for Hector and lift him up to you, God. And Lord, as his marriage is being attacked, we do join him in prayer. We thank you that you hear our prayers. We pray that you'd bind uh, the work of the enemy and give them soft hearts towards each other and towards one another. And God, you are the God of the resurrection. Jesus, you rose from the dead and you can bring life where there's death. And we pray you'd bring life into this marriage and you would restore it. It'd be a testimony of your grace and it would be stronger than it's ever been before. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Another uh, prayer request that has uh, come in recently, I've been more and more convicted of the need to be separate from the world and the way that I live. Uh, I'm seeing how I must sacrifice to follow Christ, and if I'm not sacrificing anything to draw close to Jesus, then I have a heart problem. So because of this, uh, my eyes are being opened to all the areas that I've chose to give time and energy to things that isn't in my relationship with Jesus and there's so much. Instead of watching TV or playing video games, I can give that time to him and learn more about him. So let's pray uh, for you in this. And this is a great, great prayer. Um, So the prayer is to be able to hold on to these convictions and to continue to build up to eternal treasure and not settle for temporal satisfaction. So Father, I thank you for this listener in Windsor. And Lord, as they're being convicted by you of things in, in their lives and just being challenged, Lord, to, to live for those things that are eternal, to make sacrifices, to draw near to you. Lord, we thank you for that. That's your spirit. And you tell us it's not by power, by might, but by your spirit, God. And so would you pour out your spirit upon them and, and allow them to continue to grow in these convictions and grow stronger in you. So we thank you. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, another uh, text question that has come in. Uh, uh, There's a prayer uh, for a mom uh, who brings uh, her home apartment for her three children. Um, So a prayer request uh, for a a lady who needs a a home or apartment for her three children. So let's pray for that. Lord, we uh, just lift up uh, uh, this lady who needs a home, Lord, and, and for her and her three children. And that's a real need, Father, is the weather's getting cold. And God, we pray that you would meet that need, that you give wisdom and direction and open doors and provision. And we know you own all things, God. And so would you provide physically and also spiritually. And we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You're listening to Calvary Live. You can give me a call, 303-690-3000, or you can send me a text, 720 720- Three three six zero eight nine seven. Another text says, Hello, please join me in thanks to God for my new job. Please pray for me in this role. I want to glorify God and serve others. Thank you from Lynn. Yeah, let's praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for this job. You're so good. Lord, thank you for providing work. And we just pray for, for Lynn in this new role, Lord, that you would just allow Lynn to glorify you and to be able to point people to Christ. May you give Lynn great favor in this new job. And we thank you for it. Thank you for their heart to to give you praise and thanks in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Uh, Hello, pastor. I'd like to know if it's okay for Christians to dance. When I was a kid, my parents told me that it's not okay, uh, but didn't explain why. Now I have a little boy that's asking me about it. How can I answer him? Thank you, Julie. I love this. A lot of times our our kids are the ones that bring uh, these questions back up and cause us to search the scriptures. Um, So when we search the scriptures, we don't see uh, that God says that a person can't dance. Uh, And I think a lot of it's just the the environment in which the dancing is taking place and and what the dancing is leading to. And sometimes, uh, uh, you know, the environment of the dance and what it's leading to is something that's sinful and should be avoided. But there's other times where the the dance uh, is not leading in that direction, uh, is not leading to something that is uh, sinful, and then the dancing would be completely uh, permissible and be okay. So, 
I think it's similar to uh, like this teaching of movies. You know, is it wrong to go to the movies? Sometimes, but not all the time. You know, sometimes there's some movies by all means we should avoid, but there's some uh, good movies that we can go to. And I think the same is with the issue of of dancing. So I hope that that uh, is helpful to you. Um, And we've got another text. uh, It says, Rapture is want to be taken up. So a question on the rapture uh, coming in, and this is out of First Thessalonians 4. Uh, we see the word taken up in the New King James Version. And from that, we get uh, the word rapture because of the Latin translation of the New Testament. The word is raptuso, and we get the word rapture. Rapture and uh, uh, means taken up. It means to be snatched up. So thanks so much uh, for sending in that question as well. Another text question that has come in that says, do you have concerns about Jesus culture? I've heard some strange things like they have gold dust and angels feathers uh, appearing around them when uh, they sing. Um, and so, you know, just to be completely honest, I think that uh, Jesus culture writes some really good uh, worship um, and some of their songs are absolutely amazing. Uh, but, but there are some doctrines that have come out of uh, Jesus culture that you have to be uh, careful of. And so I don't think it's something to be completely avoided, uh, but it is something as uh, you're listening to their music and, and worshiping just to examine, to say, are these lyrics uh, that, that are being sung, uh, are, do, do they line up with the word and are they are they biblical and they examining the, the doctrines that are being te- uh, taught out of it? Um, and so, yeah, I hope that's uh, helpful to you there with, with Jesus culture. Another uh, text question uh, that has uh, come in. Um, Let me see if I can get to it here. Hang on. Bear with me for just one second. I lost my daughter a month ago today. Uh, uh, She was a month and 14 days old. She passed away the day before my birthday. I need prayer. So let's let's pray for you. Father, I just lift up, uh, Lord, this listener who has lost their daughter, Lord, just, just a month ago. And just breaks my heart, and I just pray that you would, would comfort her, that you'd minister to her in the way that only you can, that you would really give her peace, that you'd heal her broken heart. And we do thank you for the reality of heaven. We thank you that our, our hope is in heaven, that someday we'll be with you. So would you provide comfort in Jesus' name? Amen. Well, gang, we're out of time. Thank you so much for listening and being with us today. Hope you have a great weekend. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.